Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose. As you probably noticed, we are trying to upload something every couple of days as we gather new information that would become relevant to you and also not to over-inundate you. Stay tuned for an exciting new project on a sales academy that is being built right now. And I'm working on doing some recordings in that genre to be available as a subscription model down the road. Check out krishdunham.com starting the middle of September, and I think we should have some traction there for a global audience. Today will be the third part of our Planning, Preparing, and Performing podcast, A Blueprint for Achievement. We talked about planning the first time where we talked about desire, living your day by the clock in your life with a vision, discipline, and design. Design we anchored and harbored on, Something Beautiful for God by Mother Teresa and Malcolm Muggeridge. Our second session dealt with preparing, talent and strength, the difference therein, skill and will, the need for both, and competing and completing, understanding the variables. So today we'll put the trifecta, the third part, which is performing. So once you plan and prepare, now is the time to execute. I wrote down a few thoughts here that uh, generated some years ago, and then I actually put some cohesion to it this morning and thought it would be the perfect anchor to finish out our adventure. Years ago, I remember hearing a statement that stuck with me, saying that when you wake up in the morning and look look out of the window, you can either look out what you call yourself the aim frame possibility, or the blame frame, negativity. The aim frame is built on the hope of tomorrow. The blame frame is built on the agony of yesterday. Last week in California, I was reminded that we are about 500 days or 500 plus days of this pandemic, where our plans have been sent awry, our preparation has been kind of wallpapered with some darkness, and our performance has given us both anxiety and consternation. But let's look at the days ahead and let's look at how we can use this blueprint of planning, preparing, and performing regardless of the circumstances around us, regardless of what comes down the pike to us, and regardless of what affects us as we navigate through these parameters. So when you look at that window, do you see a possibility or do you see defeat? If you see possibility, the following strategy may work for you and it may work wonders for you. So the window, the aim frame, this is the window of thought, the ideas we have and how we are going to navigate through life in general. What are your thoughts today as you listen to this? Are you listening to this out of rote? Are you listening to this out of routine? Are you listening to this out of ritual? If you say all three are the same, are you listening to this out of curiosity? Are you trying to find something new every so often? And to this end, my window of thought is always anchored on the belief that unless you learn something, you're not going to be able to teach. Recently, I put a quote that is quasi-attributed to me, but the origins of the 
the quote began with my mentor, Zig Ziglar. And the quote simply said that uh, if you cannot go back and thank those that have already influenced you, at least learn now so you can impact those that come after you. Oft advocated on this podcast is the trifecta of having a Paul to look up to, a Timothy to leave it to, and a Barnabas to be encouraged by. So what is your window of thought when you sit by the window with a cup of coffee or stare out into the emptiness from your house at uh, the possibility and the probability of what exists while at the same time lamenting of what has already transpired, the impending lockdowns that are again looming on the horizon as people raise uh, their levels of alertness and awareness as different strains come down the pike. Um, is this something that is here to stay? And like I said from the very beginning, if you thought it was the new normal, then every time it affects you, change will be catastrophic. If this is the way that we are going forward, it is no longer new and it is no longer normal. It is part of status quo. It is part of existence. It goes back to asking ourselves that Francis Schaeffer question, how then shall we live? So when you look at your window of thought, what are some of the thoughts that are coming to your mind? Are you looking at the people you have influenced, the people you impacted? Recently in California, someone mentioned this to me and I was quite amazed and my heart was full. They said, hey, a couple of years ago, you came and preached in our church and there you were bold about your faith and you gave a, you gave a dispensation for why you believed and you laid out an argument for why and how you believe. He says there was a person who had no faith and clung to no hope and uh, he was uh, visiting that day and he got to hear you speak. He began to believe that having a relationship with a God as a triune creator is something that does not need to be proven for faith to sustain itself, but it is something to be believed and embraced if you want to have the self-image of putting one foot in front of the other and having some hope. So his window of thought changed. And when his window of thought changed into his life, he brought a little cohesion and a little closure, I guess. But the irony of ironies is apparently he passed away a week later. Now, I don't know with uh, what kind of uh, illness he passed away, but my heart was full that at least this person closed his chapter on earth by believing that there was something else. Whether or not that belief is true comes for a different theological discussion, but his window of thought changed. So change your window of possibility today from one of negativity and realize that yesterday ended with last night and today is the first day of the rest of your life. Once you look through the window of thought and anchor on that which is possible, the door of ideas begins to open as to how you would now move forward. This goes back to the quintessential work of Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. He says, when pride and possibility remained in the horizon and on the person's vocabulary and lexicon, they kept their areas clean, they participated in no debauchery, and they anchored to life as if there was hope. The very ideas they had about how they would realize their day began to change. Those that succumbed to the negative participated in debauchery. They lived in filthiness and squalor, allowed disease and other kinds of onset to set in. Now, of course, Viktor Frankl is writing about his experience in the most horrid and extreme of circumstances or examples in the death camps of Auschwitz and Treblinka. Granted, you and I are not in any kind of a concentration camp or a death camp, but our ideas are being stymied right now with all of the issues. The door of ideas. The second is the steps of habit. Our ideas begin to change into habits 
And these habits are something that will begin to decide whether your habits are positive or negative. Again, if you go back to that window and you begin to say that I believe in possibility and the thoughts and I, that is your thought, the ideas you have are about engaging and about pride, then the habits you will begin to form are habits of discipline that will contribute and not contaminate. And what do I mean by that? Sometimes a devil idle mind is a devil's workshop. If you sit with no thought and you're in loom and gloom and despair and darkness, then the habits that you will pick up will be unhealthy. They will be habits that are uh, more out of survival than out of stability and significance. So first is the window of thought. Then they are the doors of ideas. That leads to the steps of habits. Yeah, a sequence of habits, a collection of habits, a portrayal of habits is the behavior we exhibit. So ask yourself on the habit quotient, what are some of the habits that are dear to you that are actually ingrained in you as part of discipline? When we, you wake up in the morning, is the first thing you do read or lament? Is the first thing you do pray or uh, contemplate and commiserate in misery? Whichever way you decide to engage, those acts, those habits will have a serious and dire effect on the rest of your day. The very way you think begins to alter the outcome because as you're listening to the radio, if you're mad before you got in, you're going to be mad while you're in. If you're glad before you got in and you're mad at what you listen to, at least you'll break even. So make sure that some of your habits are so proactive that when countering the negativity of the world there, they may not be completely eliminated, but they'll at least diffuse the situation and you'll have a fighting chance again without having to go all the way back to zero. The window of thought leads to the door of ideas. The door of ideas leads to the steps that form our habits. Our habits collectively offered become part of our behavior. Your behavior begins to allow you to embark on a journey of character. Ultimately, when we come to Checkpoint Charlie, the very end game, when we arrive at that place, when they put a, put a, dig a hole in the ground and lay you in it and put you in, in a coffin and cover you up, and then people say some warm fuzzies and then they leave and you're left there mixing with the dirt. That is the summation. That is the end of the journey. Now, in some cultures, they will cremate you. In other cultures, they have different ways of disposing you. But the end is the end. That is the final destination of the journey. Was your journey one of character? Was your journey one where people will look at you and say, that person was consistent because what you saw is what you, saw is what you got? That person is not only consistent, that person is very, very uh, proficient in the way they lived their lives what you saw of them in public is I'm pretty sure what they went off in private because away from what we knew them to do, they continued doing it. Do you send out messages of encouragement to people when you're not required to do so? Do you reach out to people? Do you forgive as easily as you try to forget? These are all hallmarks of character. Character is the ability to have pride in the mundane. The mundane is what you do every day. And as a result, you will see that this full cycle Com completes itself. Character reveals your destiny. The window of thought, the doors of ideas, the steps of habits, the paths of behavior, the journeys of character, and the life of destiny. The destiny is when you arrive at that end game. But if you look at the first five steps, they form a cyclical narrative because your very character allows you to sleep peacefully at night. So when you wake up the next morning, your windows of thought are pure and pristine. A short, quick excursion into performing. 
Plan, prepare, perform. A blueprint for achievement. Until next time, this is Krish Dunham saying good luck and God bless. And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Krish Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.